look, it's us. Good morning or afternoon or evening or whenever it is that you're See, joining us. We just go for good day. Good day. Good day, mate. <laughs> when I worked for Outback, they tried to encourage us to say that. I thought it was corny. Well, I, well, and you already know this. I don't know if anybody listening. By the way, welcome to After Service, a production of Open Door Community Church. Um, and we start with banter that has nothing to do with the topic. So let's talk about no. Outback, uh, which uh, you worked at Outback. Um, I did. And um, uh, I think, you know, the whole the heritage of Outback is that Crocodile Dundee and Australia was so mm -hmm. fascinating to Americans that they decided, let's make an Australian-themed steakhouse, and they're from America. They didn't know anything about Australia other than Crocodile Dundee. So there's nothing authentic. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. They took, they took, like, names from there, some slang that they probably researched. That's really about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um but it, they they make good steak, um, and I and I also learned from you um, how uh, every steak is cooked exactly the same amount of time. The yep. the difference is um, between rare, medium, rare, medium, etc. is the thickness of this of the steak. So you put a timer with a weight on it on top of the steak, and that's how long you cook it for, no matter what. Yep, I think that's fantastic. Yep. There's this. This efficient process-oriented part of my brain—that's like awesome. This is how we Six. ensure that the in, inexperience of the chef or the cook doesn't come into it. It's like just follow the like that. That was I worked at um, Olive Garden a long time ago, and Olive Garden uh, same kind of thing. It's like the, the, the cooks weren't making anything other than pasta. Everything else <laughs> was pre-prepared which is sounds so lame like their soup was you know i mean it was all like general mills or something like that it was ah. like like their their special dressing was just wishbone italian dressing um, oh that's funny so every i used to just i mean the food is fine but is there anything extraordinary about it no no, no. now somebody recently thought tried to tell me that their steaks were frozen no they're not uh-huh no way uh-uh. When I was there, that was a point of pride that nothing was frozen except for, I think they had a cheesecake that was frozen. That's it. Yeah. Everything totally fresh. Everything is made by scratch, but it was very simplest, simplistic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no nothing's frozen. Nothing's frozen. Yeah. I mean, maybe changed a little bit in the what? How long has it been since I've been there? 15 years? I'm sure they've changed a lot, but I don't think they've changed that. They, they no. haven't changed that much. Um, no. We no. still go there so. every every once in a while, and it's just the same. And that's part of the okay. reason we go there. You know, um, we were talking about this on Sunday morning. When when do we want to go out to eat? Uh, it's when you can have something that you wouldn't either make as well as you can at home. You can't mm -hmm. make it as well. You, you, I mean, it's better than at home and. Uh, or you wouldn't bother making it right. at home. Uh, energy, yeah. Yeah, and we're, and we're good. Go at, what's that? You go to the Wallaton? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I managed. Yeah, yeah, we probably saw you there before we knew you. Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> off to the top. You yeah. have a certain amount of time today. 
we talked about forgiveness and the basic question was do you need to you know can you forgive people who are unrepentant and um I mean the base the simple answer is yes in fact I, I encourage you to do so but the issue is is what does that exactly mean and for me one of the big uh, um aha moments as, as I have over the last year or so really thought about this was breaking apart um righteousness from reconciliation i mean forgiveness reconciliation and forgiveness when when god forgives us he does all three at once he both reconciles us he, he credits us with righteousness and he washes away our sin he does all three at one time the problem is is that's not technically what forgiveness is forgiveness is is the the pardoning the the letting go of punishment for 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 a sin that's it um, reconciliation is wanting to socialize and righteousness means that they're trustworthy and so it, what we're being asked to do is just the one thing to to not seek punishment for them but instead trusting that to god and meanwhile we get to be we our calling is to be kind and gracious to them um and then let god just deal with whatever he's going to bring whatever justice he wants to bring that's yeah. pretty much, I think, the core of what I said. There's lots of little details, but that's the core of it. I think it's um, it's really important to recognize, uh, like what you're saying, God is able to do that all at once. And as humans, we don't have that capacity. We just don't. Right. Um, and the other is we just don't. We're also fragile. Um, you're you you know when you offend God, you're not hurting him. You're not leaving a, a mark that he's got to overcome, right? And heal from. And heal from. So the other thing you mentioned on Sunday is that just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. Um, it doesn't mean that right. it invalidates what your experience was, um, the way they hurt you, The not, not just in the past, but how forgiving doesn't wipe away the pain that was associated with that experience or, or anything like that. Um, right. And, you know, God doesn't have to worry about that because he's not subject to it. And in the same way that he's not subject to trust, right? He's like, he already knows us. So he doesn't need to worry about whether we're trustworthy or not. He already knows. Um, but we, that's something we have to navigate as humans is, you know, what are the appropriate boundaries with this person that we have to forgive? And, and that, that that's right. something that's, really difficult. And I know that's something that, uh, if you'll excuse me for saying so, that's something that your position on has developed. And, uh, mm -hmm. since we, yeah. you know, from a year and a half ago where we really explored this, um, yeah. I still think forgiveness can happen in an instant. I think it's a choice. I think it just happens. Yeah. But trust needs time for them to prove that they're worthy of trust again, because righteousness, which is what trust is based on, is for on a human scale you you need a track record to to prove that i mean you i mean i mean the goal is to get to that point of trust again and the goal is to get to to, to reconciliation but you can only clean your side of the street and if they will not repent if they will not um do actions that show that they're trustworthy well then you can't give it to them yet um, you want that, but you don't need to do that. But that was one of the comments that I got from it was from multiple people was this issue of, of acknowledging that the pain still hurts. 
um, that, that just because I forgive doesn't mean that I don't hurt. Um, well, of course you're going to hurt. I mean, because you're absorbing the penalty for that sin, you know. I mean, you know, the, the justice is an eye, for, eye for an eye. So they take out your eye. If you were to not forgive, you would take their eye because that's that's the appropriate penalty. It's even. Well, if you forgive, you just simply have your eye taken out, and that's going to hurt. It's going to leave a scar. It's going to wound you. And okay, that's that's what's happening when we're forgiving. We are taking the penalty for it, and that's going that wound doesn't just go away. It takes time. It yeah. just takes time. Yeah, it it reminds me of something that happened where I was on the offending side, and this goes back more than twenty years. Um, Pre, mm-hmm. pre, pre Vanessa, um, where I had, um, hurt somebody in a relationship. Uh, and then I ran into that person like 15 years later at a coffee shop. And, um, and I, and I was like, oh, you know, um, cause I had my own life and I was steady and, you know, a different person and she was married and I'm like, we should like get together and have a cup of coffee. And I meant that in a like the past is the, and, and she was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but the idea was like, she wasn't angry. Um, there, um, I was forgiven and all, but there was also like, but I don't need, but I ha- I don't need any kind of relationship with you. I don't need to socialize with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, at first I was like, what, I, what? And, uh, and now I think about it like, well, how, how inappropriate of me on so many levels, you know, and I really, all I wanted was as the offender to have somebody say that it was okay that I offended them or that I hurt them or whatever. Even, you know, I needed forgiveness beyond what the forgiveness had already been did, given. Did she say I forgave or did they say they forgave you? I don't know. It's been, it's been so long. Um, right. I guess because I'm just thinking through this because it's kind of hypothetical really kind of yeah. at this point. But I wonder if... I wonder if what what people are wanting in that case is like, I would like to be able to sit down with you and say, I'm sorry, that was not okay. Can we have, would you like to do that? Because then you are actually asking for forgiveness. You're asking for a relationship. Yeah. I wonder if she took it as, oh, you want to just pretend that didn't happen. I can't do that. Yeah. And I don't really know, but I think, you don't it's, know, yeah. Yeah, when I, I I think about what Vanessa would say if if we she was she were participating in the conversation, and and that would be that forgiveness doesn't require that other person to be present. Um, no, you, it doesn't. Because um, there are things that I've done. I, I, you remember that story I told about the boy that I beat up in third grade. Um, right. I would so desperately love to to meet up with him as an adult and apologize. Um, and Vanessa would say, but that's for you. You want to receive the forgiveness. Um, you are seeking out their forgiveness that um, you're asking for. It. And it's not wrong to ask for it, but it's more for me and to put me at ease than it is to um, to, to benefit that individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I know the context in which she's speaking. I think my thought is, not just was, is is sometimes it's because people, I don't think, don't always think carefully about 
the nature and forgiveness and that you don't need to have the other person there, that they're waiting for you to say, I'm sorry, before they do. Yeah. I think some people, they, they, they won't forgive you unless you actually say, I'm sorry. And so there's, so it's possible, I think, that that moment can also be for them because you, because holding on to unforgiveness is just, well, it, it, it causes bitterness and hurt and anger and all that sort of stuff. So, so I understand in their con in that context that she's speaking to, yeah, you don't need to approach them to say that you're for, yeah, no, no. But I, I think maybe, I think it may be on a, re on a regular thing. I think that still might be okay, but you're right. It's a unilateral thing. I don't need you there to, to do it. I can just say, I'm, I forgive and move on. Yeah. Am I making any sense? No, no, well, definitely. I think one of the points that we're making here is that forgiveness is not black and white. It's a continuum. I mean, there is a demarcation point, which is where you, as the person who's been hurt in whatever that relationship is, choose to forgive that person. That, you know, and that can stand all by itself. It's just you and your decision to forgive. It doesn't require the right. other people. It doesn't require gotcha. trust. It doesn't require you to not have pain anymore. I mean, it's... Or so. Right. It's, uh, and I think that is really empowering. And I hope people feel that way. Because sometimes, it, sometimes Multiple. saying, I forgive you. Eight. Sorry, sometimes Why people... <laughs> Go ahead. There was, there was a couple of people that said, thank you for saying, and I don't have to hang out with them. Yeah. 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 And, um, no, you don't. It, uh, I think reconciliation does require repentance. Oh, yeah. I think that it really helps. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to. Okay, there, there are certain things that we refer to as perpetual differences or, you know, that relationships are going to have. You know, like the way that I want to put, the way that I wash clothes or fold a shirt might drive Vanessa nuts. And yet we have enough of a relationship to go, I can get past that. The fact that I snore at night, um, she's not a fan of, but we're still together because it's just something that's not going to change. You know, well, I have a CPAP, so it's changing. But you, you, but you get my point that there are certain things that we accept and there's other things that we just like can't accept, like reconciliate where reconciliation can't occur um, because right. one person is, um, you might forgive them, but they, if you, offered them forgiveness, they would get angry because they're like, I have nothing to, to be forgiven. Right. I've done nothing to hurt you or whatever. And, um, that, so forgiving somebody in spite of the fact that they don't acknowledge it. I mean, that reconciliation couldn't yeah. or shouldn't happen in that case. Cause yeah. Right. Cause they're going to keep it. They're right. going to continue to hurt you. You can't have that. Yeah. But on the other things like, the snoring or the laundry or just other things that are not real. They're not, re that's not really sin. That's just more like annoyances. Yeah. Yeah. Offense. Unless they, you make it an offense and you shouldn't make that an offense. I don't think. So that's, I think that's on your side, but when it's truly, and I throw out these words and a, a sin. Okay. Now, now we're talking something that needs to be forgiven. Yeah, well, yeah. let's let's talk something specific, and and you'll forgive me for this, but let's talk about domestic abuse, um, for yeah. a moment. Great. Matters there, for this conversation. There, there are some, um, some cultures, even within our own country, where 
it's it's acceptable for whatever reason to to hit you know and it wasn't very long ago when it's like you never hit a woman with a closed fist that you can slap her and that was acceptable right um and so there's people who grow, grow up and that's okay and and then you hit your wife and that's and you can't you can't do that you know i mean it's like but i think it's okay no it's not you know that's a sin um at least in my mind um yes yeah that's not just an annoyance that's not like leaving clothes okay that's 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 a sin well in emotional abuse which is even more slippier slipperier yeah yeah it's like you can you can forgive them in the sense of i'm not going to personally seek hurting you back i'm gonna let the courts do it because it's they've also broken the law or i'm gonna let jesus deal with it because he's the righteous judge but if you're not going to repent or you continue to do it even if you say you repent i don't need to hang around you i don't need to socialize with you because i'm not going to put myself in a position where you're going to continue to do the same thing over and over yeah. and i'm not going to tr- that also because that then it would be trusting you to not do it again which i can't do because you keep doing it again so at the minimum the the the, the answer is separation until you can prove to me that you will not have that behavior continuing on yeah yeah it's complicated yeah. i do want to um come back to something that really stood out to me on Sunday before I forget about it. Um, you talked about bitterness and, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, um, what a powerful word that is and, and how, um, um, evocative it it is, is, you know, when somebody hurts you and you hold on to that, um, obviously thinking about, uh, is it Mara and, don't, don't you know, from, um, from Ruth, yeah. yeah. Um, that that when you choose, this is where empowerment comes in. You have a choice, um, yeah. right? That if you choose to hold on to anger and spite and 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 really hurt um, or resentment toward an individual, it, it really it it creates a poison. Um, and, and I couldn't think of a particular recipe. I even asked Vanessa, I'm like, can you think of like a, something you prepare for dinner or something that if you put too much of the wrong element in, it gets bitter. I couldn't think of anything, but the idea is like bitterness. What's that? Lemon. Oh, that's sour. Uh, I can think of something, but not off the top of my head either. Yeah. But once, once bitterness kind of invades something, whether like maybe a beverage or something, you can't, it's, it's like you have to dilute it to an extraordinary extent. And even then there's this residue that is very difficult to get rid of. Um, or like if you've ever had um, like uh, olive oil or something go rancid, it becomes bitter and it, you just, you, you can't mix it in with something else enough that you can avoid that. And so in some oh. ways, if you let bitterness kind of override things, then it really kind of changes your character in many ways. And I, and I say that I want to be really careful. What's that? 
it becomes your whole disposition, not just on that one issue, but everything. It colors everything in your life, all of your interactions. Right. I think about the gratitude exercise that we've done, right? That what's the opposite of bitterness is in many ways is, is gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, one thing I wanted to say is I want to be very careful to, to not appear to be saying that if you forgive somebody and it still doesn't feel good, that doesn't mean that you're bitter or that you're embracing bitterness. I mean, it's, it's not something that just magically disappears. It's, um, but it is intentional. Um, if you choose to forgive, then think about what, how, what that means and the radical nature of forgiveness that we've been given. And, you know, in, in some ways there's some practical elements to forgiveness. If, if you're forgiving a person that you interact with on a regular basis, you have to figure out, how do I safely interact with this person without reinviting not just hurt, but reinviting the bitterness that came along from the hurt that that came with that? And bitterness, <clears throat> bitterness is is a a product of anger. Anger can be a is a product of one of three things: fear, hmm. hurt, or grief. And so realizing when you feel anger, which one of those am I actually feeling? Is it a fear? Is it an, is, am, I, am, I gr am I grieving? Which is in the case of um, Naomi in, in the book of Ruth, she's really grieving. Or is it just simply anger because you've hurt me, you've offended, is there a pain, right? So it's one of those. So deal with that. And I think helping, I, I, I think, I'm, guess, I'm guessing that being able to clearly, carefully define what you're asking for, of like, what I'm asking for you to do is just not seek hurting them, leaving justice to them, and instead being kind to them in whatever safe way is possible. That's what we're asking for. We're not asking for condoning because it doesn't condone. We're not asking yeah. that you socialize. We're not asking you to trust them. We're not asking that that you, you the pain goes away because if you're going to forgive them, you got to pay for that. So you might still be feeling pain, but you're just not trying to hurt back from the pain you have. Yeah, that's all you're trying to do is not hurt back. You're not yeah. trying to create vengeance there. You're letting God deal or the state deal with vengeance. You or your job is to be kind to those who don't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's tough. Um, and as, that's one of those things I was thinking about. So like. How, how do you demonstrate kindness to somebody um, in, a, in that kind of circumstance? And like, it could be as simple as praying for them. Like if you're right, right. Like yes. um, choosing not to think about harming them. You don't even have to act on, on harming them. Um, you don't have to act on being around them, but you can pray for them and heap coals on their yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. God, I pray that you would bless them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because kindness is alleviating distresses, contributing to their happiness. It's wanting to help meet their needs. But some of these things can just be through prayer. It can just be prayer. Or it can be done through somebody else. You know, it doesn't have to be done directly by you. Yeah. Because, yeah. You don't have to socialize with them. One of the I'm watching our time. One of the last, one of the other comments just somebody asked me is like, so what if it's a family member that's hurt you and you have to keep interacting with them? Mm -hmm. 
because that's relatively frequent, you know, that whether it's a parent or it's an uncle or something like that. Um, I'd be interested to hear your your response to that. Well, I, I, first thing I would say is, are they in your household? Right. If if you are physically in the same place, that's very different than like the fact that I don't interact with my brother. You know, um, like I love my brother, but we don't interact. Um, I, uh, this is that's a situation where I don't believe I have anything to be forgiven of, but and and he, so I, I, but I've offended him somehow to the point where it we've separated, right? Um, so I have the, yeah, by the way, sometimes that is, you really haven't done anything wrong, but go on, yeah. Um, so. I remember once going to a family reunion with Vanessa's family. And I probably already shared this story before, but it bears repeating is um, I found myself, as you usually do, going to a family reunion with your spouse's family, especially the extended family, talking to two men who I didn't know. But they were brothers and we were chatting and swapping stories. And uh, when I uh, went to go get a some chips or walked away for whatever reason, uh, somebody pulled me aside and they're like, you have no idea what you just did. I'm like, well, no, I don't. Like they haven't talked to each other for like 20 years. And yet mm. you were talking to them both and got them to talk to each other. And I'm like, I don't have any idea how I did that. But I also thought, well, how does that happen? How does some kind of, how does some slight or, or perceived hurt or, or legitimate hurt cause people to be separate? Um, but one thing you said I think really we need to understand, and it's not, it, it, it includes families, is that you can clean your side of the street, right? You can take care of your side. You can't force the other person to engage with you. Um, and like, I can't force my brother to call me or to have lunch with me or to just try to kind of find a common ground. I can't do that, but I remain open to that. Um, I pray for him. Yeah. Um, I, 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 tr you know, the unconditional positive regard, uh, we, Vanessa and I went and, uh, had lunch to celebrate, um, uh, one of my nephew's birthdays. Actually, no, it was my brother's birthday, my brother and sister's birthday. And he didn't know we were going to be there. My brother didn't, I didn't know. He didn't know we were going to be there. And so when we showed up, he just got mad. But for me, Vanessa was you know, Vanessa was hurt that he was rude and he was unkind. And I was like, Hey, we were in the same room. That's improvement. Like, you know, we didn't really talk, but he, you know, the fact that he kind of ignored us doesn't, excuse, doesn't change the fact that it's an improvement over where we were before. So with family, I mean, there's, there's definitely still boundaries you have to consider, uh, uh, but you can't force force their hand. You can only take care of your own stuff. And and I just I think it's important to protect yourself and still leave yourself open to um, for your side. You know, make sure you're, you're open for reconciliation on your side. And that's a t that's a tough balance. And I'm watching our time here. Um, yeah. On one hand, you want I think it's very godly to want reconciliation and repentance and things to be back to being good. And so trying to have that, 
But at the same time, knowing when you can only go so far and you can't, you got to be careful opening. You got to be careful that you're, that you're not opening yourself up for more hurt. I think you got to be careful that you're not use, using, using, well, I don't need to socialize as really as a way of punishing them. Sometimes people do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes what you just need to do is depending if it's, let's say it's an abuse. It was an uncle who abused you. You don't need to ever associate, associate with them. No, you just, you just don't, you know, and if they're, they come, you can leave or you can have as minimal contact as you want. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. You know, yeah. that's okay. And figuring out that those little nitty gritty details, you know, there's no rule. There's just some general principles, and that's really about it. Yeah, yeah. So, but either way, forgiveness sets you free, and you don't need the other person involved to do that. Set it free, set yourself free, because because it's a prison. You know, it's taking poison and wanting that person who hurt you to die. Well, they're not going to. You're not hurting them at all. No. Being bitter and being angry at them, you're not. So stop. <laughs> yeah, Just knock, let it go. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not helping. You. It's not helping you. So. And and don't it. be afraid if you're struggling with with any element of that. I mean, obviously we're available to chat with, but we, sure. we spoke a few weeks ago that it's not it's not uh, inappropriate to seek out um, professional help. Um, that um, really to to process some of that stuff, you know, <laughs> just like grief, you know, you like. You know, um, grief, bitterness comes from grief and anger and um, that, fear and pain. Yeah, that give give yourself the opportunity to process that with somebody safe um, and help you establish the right boundaries. These are all, you know, we're not we're not God. We're not going to be perfect at it. Uh, so give yourself some grace in that too. Yeah, give yourself some grace. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today and may God bless you in whatever it is that you're going through. And I hope to see you on Sunday. All right, folks. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.